0: Uh, yes, indeed. In conversation with 0829913913 is uh, the WhatsApp line. The chairperson of the state capture uh, inquiry, Deputy President uh, Judge Raymond Zondo, has spoken out against the burglary that occurred at the commission's offices on Sunday, where a laptop and computer were stolen. Huh. We now chat to head of uh, the programs at Accountability Now, Advocate Paul Hoffman. Advocate Paul Hoffman, welcome.
1: Good afternoon, Shafiq, and a very good afternoon to your listeners as well.
0: All right, my first question I'm tempted to to ask you, who done it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It certainly does seem that uh, those with the motive to do it would be the people who have been fingered in the evidence in the uh, commission, and are seeking to interfere with or undermine, sabotage the report which is due, as you know, on the 30th of June this year, which is but a month or two away.
0: I mean, it, it's it sounds silly in a sense, because I'm very sure... Um, and I'm kind of crossing my fingers, that Judge Zondo et al. would have had backups and probably would have saved the information on the cloud anyway.
1: Yes, now I very much doubt that uh, this is more anything more than a symbolic uh, break-in. What they're seeking to do is to create an atmosphere of intimidation, and that is why I'm so pleased to see that in the Deputy Chief Justice's response to the burglary he has said that he will not be intimidated uh, because bits and pieces of the evidence uh, disappear and of course you could tell who is concerned by looking to see which parts of the of the evidence are involved in the laptop and the computer concerns because presumably it belonged to somebody working on particular cases rather than uh, a uh, a consolidated um, g- cross section of all of the, the affidavits that have been submitted. I, I I see it as as uh, posturing rather than as a serious attempt to sort of make it impossible for the the uh, uh, report to be written because, as you suggest, uh, those. Uh, laptops and uh, computers will be thoroughly backed up as, as part of the security arrangements of the Commission.
0: It is a silly kind of posturing, isn't it? Perhaps it speaks to a measure of desperation, because uh, I'm pretty sure that as we speak, somebody is uh, happily investigating, okay, what was the information that was targeted, and uh, narrowing down their options.
1: Yes. Now, look, this has happened several times before. It's happened at the offices of the Chief Justice. It's happened at the Ellen Sisman Foundation. Even the State Security Agency has had this sort of thing um, occur, and it it, it seems to be, uh, as you suggest, the mark of the desperation of those who are in the crosshairs of the Commission.
0: I'm surprised you haven't mentioned accountability now having been burgled for their computers, etc., Ah, they'd have to find us first. That's a very good answer here. (laughs) But on on a a more serious note, when when we look at this, um, it it, it does seem, though, as if a number of people who have already testified at the Zonda Commission have run out of roads. Um, If one looks at the articles that that written over the weekend by analysts, some of them whom um, are fairly credible, that a number of prominent personalities who testified at the Zonda Commission have genuinely, even within the ANC, run out of road. They've got nowhere else to go.
1: Yes. Now, this, this is what happens to patronage networks, you see. One of the things about corruption is that it's just not sustainable. When there's nothing left to steal... There's nothing left to do if you are making your living out of corruption. And if your attachment to the lifestyle that you have got is derived because you are part of a patronage network, and that network is broken up by a change in government or a cabinet reshuffle or the hiring and firing of, of uh, the senior personnel by new people, new incumbents in leadership positions, then you go from being a person living high on the hog with lots and lots of cash in bags, or even just a decent salary, and you are, are, are reduced to nothing because you have nothing else other than corrupt activity in in your uh, ability to make a living. And it... it uh, it certainly ma- makes desperation the name of the game, which is why you get these breaking break-ins and uh, uh, intimidatory tactics are, are arising from time to time.
0: Do you predict any more kind of um, intimidatory, intimidatory behaviour? I don't think Zondo strikes me as a judge who's going to be very perturbed by this, this kind of thing because he's been on on the bench for so many years, Um, He rose up through the ranks. I mean, he knows how these things rub.
1: Yes, now, I I think, uh, certainly personality-wise, he's a pretty unflappable sort of fellow. I mean, his patience is... It's it's, it's remarkable how, how he manages to keep his cool under the most severe provocation, and not least of all from Jacob Zuma. So if you're asking me to make a prediction as to the next time there's going to be some trouble around the uh, the Commission's work. That trouble will arise when uh, Jacob Zuma is collected by the gendarmerie to go and serve the sentence that is his due from the Constitutional Court. That's, that's the next uh, flare-up point. Uh, somebody reported that a, a, a bullet was fired through the library window at the Zondo Commission the other day and that's clearly a a signal that those who are in the the uh, the crosshairs of the commission are on, on are sufficiently desperate to resort to violence never mind to burglary
0: Interesting days indeed, and maybe our next interview will be discussing um, what uh, President Zuma has on his menu in prison. We don't know, but uh, (laughs) Paul Hoffman, Director (laughs) of Programmes, Accountability Now. Thanks for chatting to us.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, Shafiq, as always. In conversation with Shafiq
0: Morden.